I'm Liam. Dan. Why did you give me full name? I don't know. Weird. <coughs> He's trying to get shell out to his Twitter. Now people are going to know like where you work when you say racial swears. It's a different Aaron Lewis. Oh, it's, it's a different Aaron Lewis. Well, that wasn't me. Yeah. Well, that sounds nothing like me at all. That's a good point. Do we sound similar in voices? No. Yeah, I always have that when I listen to podcasts where you're trying to differentiate three different white guys' voices. Well, I'm just thinking we all are from the same Don't place. Don't my colour. People might not know they can tell that I'm white. Voice. And also Liam Downey is like a very, very white name. I never said my surname. Now you've had oh, a shit, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not with okay, I, I give my I give my surname as well. It's Daniel Fivey. <laughs> Daniel is a nickname. That sounds like uh, like when you're in school and you've done something bad. And you get called and you just give someone else's name. What school did you go to where your teachers didn't know your name? Like you were getting in trouble and the teacher was like, "What's your name, boy?" No, he's getting I mean, confu- like he's getting confused where he got arrested or got yeah. asked by the police. When the you were police, drinking. yeah. And I'm then you gave my name, or Chris Brayton did, and you gave Richard Clues' name. Man, you guys are just loving putting out the last names, aren't you? No, you are. <laughs> Who are you? Every single person we know is, you have to play for this. Ah, it's fine. Oh, yeah, shit, what happens if we call you Downey instead of Liam? You can call me whatever you want. Yeah, Fivey, shut the You up. never call me Fivey. <laughs> yeah, also, exactly. I am half expecting Fivey just to turn up at any point. He would be an interesting guest. However, we could never ever release a he podcast. He can be a guest, but just maybe not on the. We'll put it on the. We'll put it on the Patreon. <laughs> People, please join the Patreon. <laughs> we should get a Patreon going. That would be funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've got two, but they're hidden episodes that only get released after no, the we're first mega one. Famous. The first one's getting released. I've decided. Good chance they're going to end up in the vault. Yeah, they go in the vault. Again, I said too many things on that podcast that cannot go out there. Only for Patreon subscribers. Yes. Well, I listened to the last episode, all three of you. Yeah, Daniel was very drunk. We the, all were quite The last drunk. episode's not going up. The last this is the first is episode. Up. It's not the first episode. It I is. The first episode is usable. The first episode, perfect. I it's I the greatest episode in podcast right, put it up. Just make sure you bleep out everything to do with my name. Don't even put the name Daniel in there. Whoever that guy is on the first one, what a dick. It wasn't you. Let's... <laughs> Let's move oh, on. Is your, your drunk alter ego. Cool. No. So today's beer is Sierra Nevada California IPA. Aaron, do you walk us through it? You've opened it already. Foster's. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very much like a West Coast IPA. Um, sort of fruity kind of flavour to it, but doesn't really like blow your head off of any kind of. Not like being punched in the face. Really. That is nice. Drinkable. This is different to the normal Sierra Nevada you see in places, isn't it? You know, sorry, Sierra Nevada's just the brewery. Yeah. yeah, but you, I only ever see, like, one kind. You know, it says family-owned. Is it actually family-owned? I don't know why I'm asking you. You're a beer, You're a beer man. I mean, I guess everything's owned by a family, isn't it? What? Yeah, I know, but, like, a family what, family, well, family or a 1% long... of family. By the way, everyone on the podcast, I believe we should guillotine the rich and eat their faces. Let's just get that out there now. Cracking. Yeah, I didn't know we were getting into politics already. Yeah. That's not politics, that's just my personal Your beliefs. The rich party is politics. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not join. You should join. Well, it depends. I was well into it last weekend. I've been having a big argument about what quite, like constitutes being rich. 
if you live in a certain area and own a house, rich. are you too rich to be alive and you should have your face eaten? Sort of a debate, I would argue yes. I feel like... It... At the end of the day, I feel like the party's going to be a judgement call and you get to make the judgement. Me and others. What if who, I get judged? Who are the others? Yeah, yeah you should true. be judged. You're richer than all of us. I am not rich. I rent you two own. Yeah, you two are dangerously close to getting your faces eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, I by you, like would you be eating faces? Not just me. But you're vegan. Yeah, no, but humans. D- yeah? I'd eat human, not meat. He's vegan, he's not anti cannibal. Yeah. Okay. A difference, and it's not, it's not like I'm eating it for enjoyment. I'd be eating it to send a message. The message being if you get too rich, you someone will eat your face. Someone being you. Or other people. I assume this party is going to be very just, popular. Just say hello, Clarice, real quick for me. <laughs> I personally think that anyone from London that's under, say, 35 and doesn't own a house would happily join my Eat the Faces of the Rich party. Uh, and also, another fact, if you are a landlord, you immediately lose both legs and whatever extra houses you own. I'm just going to throw it out there. I've never really got it into conversation because it's incredibly difficult, but it's doing the Clary Starling voice, but when he hangs up on her at the end, <coughs> I missed the end of it. <laughs> 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 it's a good. I watched it. Well, I watched it with Lily the week. She never seen it before. No so good. No, Lauren hates it's horror films. Scary. It's a yeah, thriller. Cool stuff. Really Lauren just doesn't do films in general anyway. Oh, no. <sighs> nah, she's a bit of a wuss. She only likes things that are 20 minutes and incredibly easy to watch. 20 minutes, good editing. <laughs> Maybe if you edited Silence the I feel like this is the exact same thing we've talked about in the first podcast because I've been ranting about editors for years. Yeah. Probably. So, so therefore we have to release them. Yeah, but I wasn't on that one. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the other, the other damn was. Yeah, that one that I listened to. That whoever the third member was at that time has been scrubbed from existence, <laughs> so that the third member doesn't lose their job. <laughs> That's right. They got their face eaten. They were the first victim. Why well, do you want to keep your job if it's not, not well paid? Yeah. Why do you want to keep your job if it's not well paid? I still need to eat. Beans don't pay for themselves. You've googled uh, why do I crave beans? I don't. I exclusively eat beans and rice. Shockingly, no. Did it say that you're pregnant? Liars. (laughs) Cool. So our topic today. Well, no, we should should not do that topic because I, I did not read the article. It's fine, I've not, I've not read the article. Yeah, no, but Aaron's read half it, and we can't really sit here and have Aaron explain half a Guardian article to us. I have read it before. So I'm have I, but I can't remember anything about it. My memory goes so quick. Well, that's fine. What other long reads have I had recently? I feel like I could go through it with you. Alright, go on. So, today's topic is... It's an article I found on the Guardian website, um, published in January of this year, called Mutiny on the Sex Raft. 
which, I mean... Instantly sounds right up my street. It's yeah. 2019, by the way, if this gets released in another year. Good point. We yeah. do record very, very infrequently. Science project descended into violent chaos. This sounds like the best thing ever. So, I mean, I'm not going to bury the lead. How, how do you want to do it? Are you going to read the article? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, the whole thing? Yeah. Well, Put on voices. I was going to say, I do like. I no, I, I think you should read it all. you kind of got to go through it all and we'll just break it down in sections. So, in 1973, Mexican anthropologist. Uh, anthropologist. Santiago Genevez. Set out to test the hypothesis. He had been struck by a connection between violence and sexuality in monkeys. Most complex. What? Wait, sorry. Go, uh, you need to restart the sentence. With, with monkeys? Between violence and sexuality in monkeys. Okay. Most complex, he noted, are about sexual access to ovulating females. Right, been there. Yeah. Let's immediately stop after the first thing. Uh, is that true? Does anyone know? Anyone? Well, certainly not. I feel like... I feel like food's probably more... Oh, shit, my laptop's gone off. Wait. I oh, know, it's still recording. We're cool. So, are we... Um, but I definitely feel like monkeys are more likely to fight over, like... Mate. I don't know, mates, I guess. Yeah, but for a laugh. Territory. Food. I feel like there's a lot more going into it than just purely... There's the territory. Banging. Wait, what was it? Sex and territory, did you say? No, he just said what ovulating said females. Okay, so that's... Also, right... Well, scale that up, and most of the time, if you're, you see a fight... <coughs> actually, I don't really know if I've been in a fight. You know about just like when you're on a night out, you see two lads having a fight. Yeah, it's probably because... But actually, it never really yeah, is. I'd argue it's it always really over is. taxis. <laughs> <laughs> and also, seen, back to my... A different point. Uh, number <laughs> one... Cook. How did the monkey? How do the monkeys know that these are ovulating females? I can't tell if my girlfriend's ovulating, okay. and she tracks it on her Fitbit. I can tell when your girlfriend's ovulating. And then number two, uh, how did this dude know that the monkeys were ovulating, and that's why they were fight, fighting over I mean, them? There is Stuck his finger there. Yeah, I know, but if he's watching them scrap, and then he's going up and going like, no one can see ovulating. what you just did with your hand. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like giraffes, how they check if a female's ovulating. How did they check? They headbutt the women in like the bladder until they pee and then they drink the pee and they're like, she's yeah. ovulating, she's up, she's up for it. Maybe that's how you should I don't know if Lauren. it's true, but I've definitely heard it somewhere. Headbutt Lauren in the bladder. <laughs> no, she pees all the time anyway, but I'm, I don't want to taste it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to learn the taste. And also, it'd be pretty pointless because if I was like, yep, she's ovulating, but she's still got the implant, so this makes no difference to my life. That's <laughs> why I don't want children, so. Yeah. It'd be a pretty weird thing, Steve, like, not this week. It does also <laughs> bring me on to a point about another topic that I've read about that I'll, we'll do in a separate podcast, because it deserves its own podcast, but it was all about a chimpanzee war. Oh, I've seen, I've read this. Yeah, that's insane as well. But that's... A chimpanzee war? Oh, right, sorry, right. Two they made, they made, they made, they made a film of it. Put, put a pin in it. Planet of the Apes? Yeah. <laughs> put a pin in it. Okay, like, sorry. That is a separate podcast. Right, okay. So anyway, yeah, oh. Sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to follow along with all hold on. No, I, I just want to hear it, I don't want to read it. But would this apply to humans too? No. To find out, Genovis asked a British boat builder. But Do what? you feel like boat builder is not 
They must have their own. The preferred nomenclature. Yeah. Shipman. A 12 by 7 meter raft called the Akali, on which he planned to sail with 10 sexually attractive young people. I think it's like monkeys. <laughs> sexually attractive <laughs> monkeys. From the Atlantic to the Canary Islands. Sorry. In the, across the Atlantic, from the Canary Islands to Mexico. This all of a sudden sounds very 70s. Yeah. yeah. You can just picture them all. Short, short, and flares. <laughs> it was a prototype of the glut of reality TV show since. The floating love island of Big Brother at sea. But, with a twist, the participants were so isolated from the rest of the world, it would have been futile to cry, get me out of here. The only way out were drowning or getting eaten by sharks. <laughs> so, I mean... So just not being funny as well, but 12 by 7 metres <coughs> doesn't sound that big. Like, why could they not do like a normal big-ish boat? Like a... Wait, how many people were on it? 11. Fucking 11 Wait, how big was it? That's like, that's like, that's like a metre each. Metres. That's quite big, but it's not that big. It's not big. that big. It's 11 people. Yeah, yeah, I went out on Liz Dad's boat the other day, that was... 15 foot. He's getting his face eaten. <laughs> it's a fishing boat. That was 15 foot, so that's what? Three, five, five metres? Just over five metres. Yeah, it's not a big boat then. No, less than five metres. Either way, it's a fucking yeah. small boat. I'm just saying, like, right, okay, why couldn't they have not gone on, like, a rich person sailboat? They're at sea anyway. Why does it have to be some tiny, shitty little dinghy? Doesn't sound like it's... And he did get 11 sexually attractive <laughs> young people to sail the sea with him. And also, are we sure this dude's just not a massive, massive, massive perv? I know, I'm pretty sure he was a massive perv. Because he didn't mm-hmm. say he was a sexually attractive young person. He doesn't say he's a scientist either. It sounds the I exact opposite. An it's not a scientist, yeah, is it? Veteran of extreme oh, sorry. Rafting. A few years earlier, he had been one of the seven strong multinational crew on Thor Heyerdahl's two Ra expeditions to sail reed rafts. Like those used in ancient Egypt across the Atlantic, the Norwegian adventurer wanted to show how people of different races co- could cooperate effectively. Right, so the 70s were just fucking mental. Yeah. Because that is not an experiment. That is just building some shit and just jumping on with yeah. a bunch of... Yeah, we can sail this across the world. Yeah. <laughs> with a, no, no. black and I'm white. Yeah. Which is mental. And also... Sounds more like a Michael Jackson song, doesn't it? <laughs> what came together in the world to make this Genovese dude... Uh, anthropologist interested in monkey sex, sexually attractive young people, and extreme rafting. The seventies were just full of more interesting people. The... His, his Tinder profile would have been lit. No, because no, because if he had the internet, it would have been ruined, just like everyone else in the world. So, what was his hi- hypothesis? Young people want to fuck. Well, so Genesis had even grander motives in planning his voyage. He sought to diagnose and cure world violence. What? So wait, that one wait. So put, put, put that back. Let me let me rehear that. He. Has grand motives in planning his voyage. He sought to diagnose and cure world violence <coughs> by getting good-looking people. On the I, I don't even understand where he's coming from. From like. There's a bit of a leap in logic. Yeah, so, not... so these monkeys mainly do mainly argue because she's on the blob. I no, the exact opposite. I can well, see the bit before that. Okay. I can see the diagnosis of like 
right, well, all these monkeys are doing it for this, which I disagree with anyway. But maybe if people do the same thing as the monkeys, that's why we all fight so much. But how is that cure? How is him going on a rack with now we know 10 sexy young teens? Because if he can figure out that that's why it is, he, maybe he thinks, if I stop women from ovulating... I think his whole point... I feel like that is like way too an extreme a cure. I do. It's like Dr. Sure Doom or some how shit. He ended up, how he was planning to get to his end goal. I Should sort of see his point of like, arguing the same as monkeys, if we stick good looking people together with nothing else to do other than just... Bang. Sound, gonna be like, does sound like a good cruise though. Not really. You're on a fucking tiny, I mean, shitty little we'll dinghy. I also, what I say, we know obviously we're from the future, so we know this experiment failed because <laughs> you've never heard of it. Uh, and also, <laughs> we don't know that yet. We don't know spoilers. I don't know. Uh, and also, I want to point out if his hypothesis was true, every world war would have ended when the flashlight got invented, which it obviously <laughs> did not. <laughs> What, to every war ending? Yeah. Or the perfect flashlight? Both. Little Flashlights are gross. Continue. What? I don't... You'd have to like, be on top of cleaning it, wouldn't you? I think you'd have to be on top of a lot of stuff. Like, it. You'd have to have a very, very... They look quite big. Weird life. So it feels... Or it looks like it's cumbersome to use. No, me neither. Um, that sounded look, very suspicious. <laughs> I just left it out for you, just just there. Uh, but no, I always feel like because they look quite awkward to use, like to hold. You'd have to like prop it to do wedge it in something. Yeah, like your bet, like between your you do you. You thought about this way too much. I, just, I have thought about it. Yeah. This is my main issue with the flashlight. Like, just jack it like a normal person. I feel like it's like it's yeah, solving a problem that doesn't exist. I feel exist. like this is one of the things that don't knock, like don't knock it till you try it. It could be like it is solving a problem that doesn't exist, but then it just takes everything to a whole. Yeah, level. but like at its height, it's just like an even more annoying posh wank. Oh, it's not that posh. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, it's like you no. Know, yeah, you just rip it and grip it. You're done. You just got no clean up. You know, no. No muss, no fuss. Well, right, anyway, continue with the article. We're going off topic. Where's yours? Wait, wait, no. No cleanup. No, you do the cleanup, but it's not like fucking with a flashlight. You got to take it out of its little torch container, rinse it out, lube it up, do whatever else you got to do. I don't know. Also, I remember when they first came out. The whole idea was to do this disguise as a torch. Yeah, that is as weird. soon as someone picks it up and realizes it doesn't work, <laughs> they're gonna try and unscrew the head to take the batteries out and realize, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah. I do love the imagery though. There's like a freaking blackout or something the electric's gone down someone unscrews this torch and just like a sl- sad wad of jeez drill <laughs> trips out Makes sense, makes yeah. sense. Clever guy. Among, among the five women and five men, so here we go, were a Japanese photographer, an Angolan priest, a priest, <laughs> a French scuba diver, a Swedish ship's captain, an Israeli doctor, and an Alaskan waitress who was fleeing an abusive husband. 
And if that doesn't sound like the start of a... <laughs> I was going to say, I was yeah. going to say... And so also... He uh, walk into a bar. <laughs> a barge. The Peace Project, but it rapidly became known in the world's press as the Sex Raft. Nice. I also want to say, it really feels like... Are the pictures? Have you got pictures? Yeah, it's on the... Are they sexually mate? attractive? No, that's a, different, that's a different group of people. I don't know. But anyway, back to my point. There's a lot of beards. Everyone sort of I mean, got a job on that boat. <laughs> The priest, he's really stretching his thing. But, you know, everyone's got a little bit of a joke. Maybe he's, maybe the priest but, has heard about it and he's like, no, I'm going on this so I can stop it. No, I'm thinking, you know, the uh, the waitress? Yeah. She got really short-changed. Everyone else that's like a photographer, a scuba diver, a ship captain, a waitress, who's also abused. What? Physically like and mentally. Kind of Hang on, we're not there yet, are we? No, no I've just read that. that. The Alaskan waitress who was fleeing an abusive husband. Oh, okay, so... I, so I feel like, you know... The in true... Like, the same as foreshadows, um, like, reality TV and stuff. And in true reality TV style, someone's thrown in a self story. Yeah. Oh, oh, I've got to go in it, because I'm <laughs> I don't know, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm sure being abused <coughs> is shit, but I've got a very, very strong suspicion that this sex raft is not going to work out for her. <laughs> <laughs> the you know that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm sick and tired of this. Sex- yeah. You know, I'm sick and tired of all this sexual abuse at home. I don't. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how like. To be fair, how it different. was in the seventies, moving and stuff. But I feel like her major like problem was probably being in Alaska, which I've never been there. I don't know anything about it, but I imagine it sucks. Ass. Yeah. Sorry, Alaskans. Alaskans. Full of bears. I don't know there's that many gay people in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I did read a great story about a moose in Alaska once, but we'll do that on episode three. Moose knuckle. No, it was a moose that like just lived in the town. Everyone like fucking loved it. See, literally the only things I can remember from Alaska are Grizzly Man and Into the Wild. Both of them ended up with the guy being dead. I watched uh, an idiot abroad with it, and he was like, "He didn't die." No, he's like it's a bit of shit. This really, he's like it's cold, it's wank, and they're eating frozen fish. Weird. <laughs> that is weird. So. Mm-hmm. To spur the conflict on board, because you know, being trapped on a boat going across the Atlantic with a bunch of strangers wouldn't be annoying. Wait, was the women on there as well, or just that one woman? No, there's five of each, five men. Okay. And this bloke, so I guess six men. To spur the conflict on board, Genevieve's minimised opportunities for privacy. His human guinea pigs were allowed no reading material. When they wanted to use the loo, they had to sit on a hole perched above the waves in full view of the other ten and hope that the sea would wash their bottom. <laughs> we just say as well. But that is just <coughs> amazing. What are we doing here? That is, I mean, it's all the it's all the ingredients of like an experiment. Yeah. Like, but you'd do it on mice, wouldn't you? Sex was logistically tricky. Either you would have to do it in full view of the others, or wait until the opportunity offered by night time. Even then, two people were on duty, one keeping watch out and the other steering. If you were clear about it, crew members related, you could have it off, so long as one of you kept a hand on the helm throughout, which I don't think is a euphemism. Also, how desperate are these people to bang? That had crossed my mind. I mean, They're pooing in front of each other and like, let's bang in the night. No blue rolls, right? yeah. washing it in the sea. I have, also, I'm half expecting that they're not allowed clothes. I, it was the 70s. Yeah. 
Uh, they're Why just did... in, they're just in loincloths. This whole thing was like, I want these people to try and bang each other and get angry about it and stuff. Yeah. It really awkward for them to bang. Hmm. I don't understand the thingy, the logic of like... Different times. You know the people that signed up for it? You know, like they probably packed the bags and they had like a couple of books. They were like, oh, it's going to be good this. I'm going to relax, recharge my batteries. Just threw the book Take some board. books. As soon as you get there and he's like, no books. And is that a spare bog roll? Chuck that shit overboard. <laughs> <laughs> Why were these people not immediately like, probably going to give this a miss actually. This guy seems pretty fucking weird. <laughs> Wait, when you go on holiday, you take bog roll? I'll just take a spare one just in I'm, case. How many holidays you go on to the yeah, and so also you say this like we went on a stag do last week and bought eight toilet rolls. <laughs> just in case. Don't I like you better? That, that was a good idea. Yeah, and all you were complaining when you had one of my bug rolls. That's true. <laughs> my other point is, uh, did Genevieve have these same conditions? I think so. Yeah, I think he was one of the people. I feel like he got too involved in the experiment, but the fact that he's just out there shitting in front of his subjects is bizarre. I'd, I'd put in front of you. Yeah, Lawrence looked at me poo and I did not like it. Oh, I wish we did. Yeah, same. She does not respect the locked door policy. Lid has a poo. Lid aims to have a poo when I'm in the shower. It's weird, isn't it? It's bullshit. Don't get it's it. It's lid shit. Don't get it. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's weird. Anyway, continue. Sorry. This is our... Daniel Fivey. <laughs> and would sail to a Caribbean just in time for hurricane season. <laughs> Genevieve knew about the Italian was safe and into danger, but thought that science justified the risk. I believe that in a dangerous situation, people will act on their instincts and I will be able to study them. I, the man is insane. What? We're gonna, I don't believe we'll go at this time of year. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, but that'll be when the hurricane's cool. Yeah. For science. <laughs> Very odd as well that he's out there pooing in front of people and being like, this is for science. Yeah. At a certain level, I, I just genuinely believe this dude was just some massive perv that wanted to poo in front of people. And yeah, what and watch young sexually attractive people bone. Because so far that's all I can hear yeah, from this. Right. He put women in charge, in part to reflect what he thought was growing gender equality. The raft was captained by Maria Bjornstrom and Edna Reeves was shit doctor. The men were given menial tasks. I wonder if having women in power will lead to less violence or more in these genovies. Maybe men will become more frustrated when women are in charge and try to take over power. Woof. I just... This dude has got a mad idea of what gender equality is. It's also, like, there's so many variables he's throwing in there. Yeah, I also want to uh, just... I'd, obviously, it's not possible to do this, but I'd like to double-check. This Edna Reeves, uh, was she an actual doctor, or was he just like... Right oh, then, yeah. everyone on. Women are in charge. You, Doctor Boy, stand down. You're the janitor. Edna, Doctor. So, she could be the abused yeah, woman, for all we know. Would have been a laugh if there was a genuine, yeah. a genuine doctor on there, and he's like, no, no, she's the doctor. She drew, she drew the name. She drew it out the hat. <laughs> You're the doctor. You went full on the Captain Phillips. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Swedish ship captain, can you shut the fuck up for a second? I don't care about hurricane season. It's for the science. <laughs> you, Captain. <laughs> captain. What knowledge do you have about sailboats? Uh, I went to Dover once when I was a kid. <laughs> Double captain. Armed with questionnaires and spreadsheets that matched up rises in aggression and sexual activity with the phases of the moon and the wave height, he yearned to discover what humanity must do to live in peace. He 
didn't quite work out that way. <laughs> right. This dude is all over the show with his fucking theory. So it starts off, he's con- convinced. Monkeys fight over ovulating females. Let's see if humans do the same. We're about, what, like 10 paragraphs in or something? And it's already devolved into pooing in front of each other, boning in public, and let's see if the moon affects people's boning. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the waves are linked to the moon. I'll give him a pass on that. Okay. Wave height. Uh, it's very weird. I love the fact that he's got spreadsheets about this already. So apparently there must have been some kind of previous word. He ran it around, around, around a lake. <laughs> I, I, I'll give him this. He's resourceful because I wouldn't be able to make a spreadsheet without Excel. And this is the 70s. Excel wasn't around by then. <laughs> he's fucking tracking this by hand. <laughs> he's been out looking at people boning and also checking the moon and the wave height. Stood in the ocean with his meter meter stick, going. <laughs> There's a lot going on tonight. Also, I've never really been on like a a cruise ship or anything. How big are waves in the middle of the ocean? I've only seen it in like Perfect Storm, and they were only big because it was the Perfect Storm. Well, that's true, but I'm just I'm thinking like, are they are they massive in the middle They're of the not. ocean? I thought they, yeah. yeah I, I thought they just got big, like near the land. I thought they were like swells in the ocean. Yeah, no, but that was a storm again. They only seem big in storms. It's right in the hurricane season. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, good point. It's probably fifty foot high. How's he measuring it? He's only got me. You see? <laughs> <laughs> I assume. Well, Come as your feet. I mean, it does sound like. Okay. More bigger fucking. Going into the hurricane. I mean, sound logic. You're not going to take all black lights that afterwards. Tell you what he should have done if he wanted to encourage boning. Get everyone absolutely leathered on a Saturday night. Because being hungover and depressed and boning go together like... Cheese and chips. Gravy and... Chips. Anything. Butter and toast. (laughs) And chips. (laughs) (laughs) Peanut butter and jelly. Peas and carrots. Go on, say it. What's the other one? A magnet and steel. (laughs) (laughs) What happened in the next 101 days is now chronicled in Marcus Lindin's documentary, The Raft. Using 16mm film from the journey spliced with new footage in which surviving crew members recall their experiences. I need to find this. Lindin creates one of the weirdest social experiments of all time. I suspect that if Santiago were alive today... Yeah, it does sound very, very that odd. That is not a big boat. Now you found the picture. Kind of looks like the boat off. Yeah, I've got the picture, bud. I'm, I'm reading the article. Off what? Jaws. We yes. sent you the article. Just open that. It's got all the pictures. I'm not reading the article. I'm having it read to me. I was looking for another project that would involve a group coming back together and reflecting what had happened to them. I thought about a queer commune. And then you read a book. Mad Science, 100 Amazing Experiments, 
from, from the history of science, which, by the way, that's going on my Christmas list. Yeah, it sounds good. good. I want that book. I want to know, uh, this Marcus Lundin dude, do you think he's legit? Yeah, I know, but I mean, do you think he's like a legit okay person or do you think he's a knob? It seems like a bit of a basher to me. Yeah. Well, it just seems to be going after easy targets, doesn't he? Little soft options. <laughs> Go with something yeah. weird. Uh, oh yeah, this wasn't weird. No, I mean like, you know, like something. Punch up, don't punch down. Oh, I see. See what I mean? Yeah, so, you don't always have to go for something that big, but it seems to me he's a bit of a uh, punch down or a. I felt, oh my god, this is it. Like to punch down or a. It was Homer's Odyssey, an adult Lord of the Flies, with a hint of Fitzcarraldo, and fingers crossed, a rerun of 120 Days of Sodom. Which, that, that doesn't mean a rerun, but it does really. Is that a Bible reference? This dude's a basher. I don't know what I don't know what the film is. So we started to track down the crew, only to find that many had died in the interim, including Genevieve's. Maria, the captain, was Swedish, so I got in touch with her quite quickly. She was shy and ashamed about her role in the raft, what, what a role on what had become the sex raft, and initially didn't want to take part. Then, having seen Lindine's earlier work, she changed her mind. She produced a box from her attic in Gothenburg that she had never opened before, and we started looking through it, inside her photographs and blueprints for the construction of the raft, but most importantly, a contact book that set Lindine off on the trail of the crew members. That is mad that she's got an actual box in her attic that she never opened. Yeah. yeah. To be well, fair, well, I've got shit in my attic that I've never, would never go in. Ashamed. Yeah, but you haven't also been on the set raft. That you know. You would definitely not be able to not tell us if you've been on the set raft before. <laughs> Guys, guess where I've been. <laughs> Guys, guess what? I'm not a virgin anymore. <laughs> it's in! Imagine if they did this now. It'd be amazing. What, sex yeah. I feel like people aren't this stupid should. anymore. People have got Google. People can Google, like, how big is 12 by 7 metres? No, you know you know, people would go on this raft. It was like... Uh, a live Twitch feed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if it was reality TV, people would go on it. But that's, be- that's also only because, like, after about an hour, they could go, like... Not for me, bad enough. Like Although admittedly, they'd ship one person out and then ship three others in because they also want to be famous. Yeah. It sounds amazing. I want to see this program. I do not. I fucking hate reality TV. I'm sick of it. Once he had tripped, tracked down five women and one man and secured their agreement to take part, he commissioned a full-sized replica raft to put on a soundstage where he would film them reminiscing. They had not met since the Peace Project docked in Mexico 43 years earlier, so the reunion was poignant. Also, that picture above it. Give you a flashback. Why is it so windy? I've just seen that picture. <laughs> Weird. I don't want to get too much into pictures. What a very odd choice. Oh, everyone the, the could, like, literally. I want to just put. Everyone needs to Google this Guardian article, obviously, because we are reading it word for word, the entire long form article. So we probably are going to get sued. Oh, oh God, I like the Guardian, and I want them to get their due credit. Credit to the Guardian. Wild. Mm. We wild out here, baby. Well, in the raft's most powerful moments, Faye Seymour, an African-American engineer, tells her white compatriot, Mary Gidley, of the strange, dreamy sense she 
I'd sit on the starboard side and look into the water. I would start to hear voices coming from down there. I would hear my ancestors call me. They could feel my flying over their bodies and their tragedies. It was one of the best things to have happened to me. What? I mean, like, I... I doesn't sound that good, but, you know, she's probably connecting to her root. She's probably feeling pretty good. She's never seen something like this, I imagine. I feel like there's a little bit of, like, the, the sea equivalent of camping going on here. Yeah. Yeah, that's true as well, but, I mean, it is probably, like, quite a... I can see where she's made the connection. Yeah, quite a mad journey for, for someone, like, for your ancestors and shit. It's pretty mad. It's only the 70s in America as well, so... Somehow we got drugs on there, that we can say. <laughs> pretty... She racist, so I bet she's like, yeah, you know, equating it to that. Go I don't want to be out of line here. I'm going to fall for this as well. <laughs> Mary had a secret too. She was flinging her husband who had tried to murder her because he heard her over, overheard her planning a divorce while talking to a friend on the boat. I believed I was going to, he was going to strangle me, so I ran and jumped off the boat. What? What? Know, this woman it? cannot stay the fuck away from boats. <laughs> so it's a different boat. Yeah, because then it says on the new boat, Genevieve Rat, she felt safe and protected. How what fucked up was that old boats? boat? Also, the way that's phrased makes it sound like she was literally just stood on a boat and her husband was like, I'm going to strangle you to death. <laughs> so she jumped off, swam to this raft and was like, I am safe on my new sex raft. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, another <laughs> extremely odd thing that I've just realised. Says she was harbouring a secret. Why would you keep that secret? If sort of, yeah. like if my partner dude, was trying to kill there, me, the first thing I'd do is not keep me. that shit a secret. I'd be tweeting up a storm. Alright, well I'd be phoning the police and getting them to do the 70s equivalent of tweeting, which was newspaper opinion pieces. <laughs> I thought that Maria was going to be the hurricane then. Fair. Hurricanes are often named after women for some so, reason. Here's my favourite bold move of Genevieve's, and a little bit why he's probably not the best scientist. Genevieve's, fearing the ruin of the experiment, if they did so, mutinied and took control of the raft. He wants to be very progressive <laughs> and radical, giving the women to the power system, Nadine, but when it comes to the crisis of the captaincy, he's very macho. Hey, <laughs> so, so, hang on. This mutiny that I've been waiting for was done by the guy who was running the whole thing. Yeah, I, I feel like he should have tried to maintain at least some objectivity. You, this is not, if you're a scientist, you just let it run its course. Definitely Surely. feel like he was out there fingering at least two of them as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Probably the one that's going to get murdered because he seems a little bit like the type to prey on an insecure person. But they won't really be in charge. Look at me. I it's like how thingy, uh, you know, people give like token roles to someone, but then everyone knows they're actually in charge. Yeah. It doesn't matter. A little bit what was going on here. Oh, it's, it's your day to be in charge today. Stand down. After that, the guinea pigs turned on the scientist. So, like, Maria just big up 
Yeah. Mourinho became captain again. Others on the raft even contemplated killing Genovese. Because... Let's kill him! Whatever the sea equivalent of cabin fever is fully safe. I also love yeah. that... Well, they've already freaking set foot on land once. I feel like they should have, like, the cabin fever should have probably dissipated a bit, but it seems to have since gone back on the boat, like... So we all agree we kill him. Yeah. I feel also I feel like the equivalent of cabin fever that you're talking about is just cabin fever. Yeah. Yeah, ocean-based. That's what cabin fever is, isn't it? No, cabin fever's based in the cabin, you fucking tired. Cabins are on boats. Oh shit. Cut that out. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to say that anymore. <laughs> uh, also You can say fucking, it's fine. Another thing, um how fucking shit your sea captain was he that he just saw another ship and was like ship and was like He's not a sea captain. Yeah, no, but I mean like I'm not a sea captain. I've Already admitted I've never been on, like, a fucking... Any type of ship. I've driven a boat. I've been across the, uh... Channel. But that's it. But even if you... If I was on a fucking boat and some other massive boat was coming near me, I had some flare guns on the ship, I'm not going to be like... Well, that's it. We're fucked. We're we're all going to (laughs) die. Nothing I can do. Yeah. You wouldn't be the first guy rushing to the side of the boat to hang your ass off. (laughs) Shit yourself. (laughs) Oh, no, you're forgetting that they do have already a set-up toilet like that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, why do you not just be like, boom, do the flares? Well, not even like, boom, do the flares. Maybe you could have panicked a little bit and then be like, the flares, oh, flares, try the flares. Instead, he's just fucking panicked like a little dick so much that Maria was like, shoot these flares off. Let's all stab this motherfucker. Yeah, was it Maria who suggested killing him? I also wonder, like... Presumably no one was admitting to that. The cat that. I'm like, yeah, it was me, and I'd do it again. <laughs> I all, she, phase a woman. I also want to say, 11 people putting their hands on a knife, that's going to be, have to be a pretty fucking big knife, more like a sword. I've seen this in a TV show where this happened. What, 11 people stabbed oh, one man? You're going to spoil something. No, I'm not, but it's, oh, what's it though? Harry no, what's it called? Uh, Je- Jessica Beale, uh, whatever Beale it is. The Killing? No. Oh, it's on Netflix. The Secret. No, another one. The Sinner. The Sinner. Yeah, that's. Season, I'm that's sure not that's... even remotely what that shows about. No, it's not. It's not that. Anyone that's listening that thinks he's just spoiled the Sinner, he's not. not. He's just completely invented a plot to the Sinner. There was something I've watched where that's the plot. It's not that. All right, anyway, go on. Now. Sorry, I would cut this. Oh, what was it though? I don't know. Uh, sorry, right, just going back a little bit. It's got downstairs. All thoughts of a downstairs. Yeah. Then why can't people fuck in there in peace? It's where people are sleeping. Why, at all times, there's always someone in there just in case someone goes into bank. To be fair, if you're sailing across the ocean, you've probably got friendly enough for these people that you're just like, guys, I'm just going to, we're just going to go in here for a minute, just stay out. Right, I've got, I've got a lot of friends, i not, what, not, I could live with them for 10 years and not once am I going to be like, guys, uh, I'm just going to go bang in here if you'd all like to come and watch me. No, no come and watch me. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I, I get you. I'm friendly. We're friendly enough. If we, if we were trapped on a raft, me and you could go downstairs and bang. <laughs> <laughs> and Lydia and Shell would stay outside. <laughs> See, I think it depends on the size. Like, this tiny little 12 by... We'll do it. I guess. 
Yeah, but we all shit want, as well. I don't want to shit in front of you either. Yeah. It's only a small boat, remember? It's a small boat. I can, I can, I don't need a lot of space to wiggle about a bit. <laughs> I'd find it well awkward. I'm quite loud. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. What a reference. He, yeah, he was the one who got the most out of it. <laughs> <laughs> He's had a full story arc. Yeah, he really did, didn't he? Turns out the story was in me <laughs> all along. <laughs> and also, what a fucking weirdo. He's gone downstairs and cried for the first chat time since childhood. How old is he? Doesn't say yeah, not one tier. There's a picture of him. He looks uh, He's got some pretty solid mutton chops. Let me see how old it is. didn't say how old he is. Oh, he's 40s, 50s. How can you possibly know that? Because there's a picture of him. He's he's not in his 30s, is he? No, he's definitely not in his 30s. So 40s, 50s is a a fair bet. It's going to be 20 years. After the crew rebelled, Lyndon argues, he finds some kind of humbleness. I admire him. Why? For making this crazy experiment happen. Was the Peace Project a failure? Fay argues it was a great success, even though the anthropologist couldn't see it. He was so focused on violence and conflict, but he had it right in his hands. We started out with them, them and others, and we became us. Well, indeed, it's poignant that Fay praises the experiment. If only Genevieve had listened to why people were on the rack, Mary escaping an abusive husband, the racism Fay had suffered, he would have learned about the consequences of violence and how sometimes we can overcome it by overcoming our differences. This guy does not sound like the best scientist in the world. He sounds, no. sounds like his experiment was a success and he didn't even see it. Yeah, I don't even know if it's that much of a success, to be honest. You know, he sort of they went on a raft. Well, to be fair, he was kind of hazy with what his end goal was in the first place. Yeah, and I feel like she thinks it was like a, a success. Uh, who was this one? Was this Faye? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like Faye feels it was a success because she's got to go on this boat and not get a load of racist abuse every day. Probably pretty good. This other woman, Mary, went on there, didn't get murdered by her husband. Probably pretty good for her. Yeah. That's not really sort of the, the point of the experiment, is it? The point of the experiment isn't like, if everyone's racist at AF to you and your husband's trying to murder you, going on this weird raft with this weird dude. Better. Although that would end all wars. If everyone was on a sex raft. Yeah, you know, just like 12-ish people. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, but... Fuck that other raft. It's kind of like that thing where it's like if you're a driver and you think everyone else is on the road is a dickhead, odds are you're the dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. You are a terrible driver. I'm better than you. I would disagree with that so much. So I mean, you I, speed. I, I did crash last week. I did have a speed ticket in my bag as well. <laughs> and just this the crash wasn't my fault. 
It was. It wasn't. What happened? I'll explain that fair. It was definitely his I've, fault. I've got a witness. <laughs> Hang on, next is a... I'm going to interrupt this with a little advert from our sponsor. My dick. And this is what you insert there. This is there, I'm going to insert it. But this is... Well, you would say we're never, ever getting a sponsor. Casper Mattresses are our sponsor this week. They're really good. Liam, everyone's sick hearing about Casper Mattresses. Don't say that. They won't pay us. I don't want them to pay us. I don't want to fucking advertise for some I want a free mattress. I'm I'm sick of my mattress. It's shit. I refuse to advertise for anyone, any company that employs above... (laughs) Any company that's owned by a rich person because I'll eat their face off. Yeah, I feel like you're... I want to be part of the rich. <laughs> Give me the money and the free stuff. Look, how, look at that. When you go so high. Well, I can't help it. I need to cough again. Can I cough? Mm-hmm. Cut yes. this. <coughs> right, while we're cutting as well, down it gets a bit. And just no. learned about a lot about himself throughout the, his supposedly detached scientific experiment. So, Lindeen had an epiphany in making the film. I was raising money, making a full-size model of rap, getting the crew back together, all the filmmaking, Really crazy project. It was painful to realise this, but I see something of myself in him. He was a master of manipulation. He controlled free and the dictator. I am liking more than I want to admit. I disagree with that. Yeah, I don't think that's what you want to read. No. I deserve more than he wants to admit. But and also, you know, making a full size model of the raft. Sort of impressive, but you've got to remember, it's not pretty small, shitty raft, weren't it? It's not like it's, you know, he's making a fucking. Eiffel Tower replica or some shit. Well, that is... He <laughs> was, was only a one-tenth size replica. <laughs> it was this big. It's, look at this. Look at this while I interview you. Tiny yeah. little boat. Yeah. Tiny <laughs> little people to go on it. <laughs> what is this? A boat for ants? No, that's a film. Remake the sex raft, but with midgets on a smaller raft. Don't you get onto midgets again. <laughs> What are you on about me? I was not on the first podcast, as we've established. Okay, what are your thoughts on midgets? Fine people. <laughs> that was a good article. I enjoyed that article. Guardian it didn't sitcom. go the way I thought it was going to go. What, do you, what way do you think it was going to go? Like, way more sex. Way more violence. You did hear what, what the raft size was and that you had to fuck in front of people you'd been pooing in front of. It's called a sex raft. Yeah, I know, but I mean... Also, I don't know what food they're eating, but I imagine it weren't sitting well on the old guts. You want to know the best thing about this? What? You're a massive cunt. Not my fault. I think it's mine's exclusively your fault. I hope we've got you from a distance. Why did it stop working? I don't know. It just wasn't going on. Well, do I stop this episode? Yeah. Alright, uh, bye everyone. Suck my dick. That's the sign off. Suck my dick. <laughs>